Strawberry Fair, the vibrant, exciting annual fair held in Midsummer Common every June. It's changed lots over the years and nowadays is a family-friendly, colourful, loud, musical, funny, foodie, magical day. It's thought to be the largest free fair in Europe and no, you don't have to pay to enter. It's the 48th year of Strawberry Fair and we're going to meet some of the people behind the scenes of this brilliant day. Let's start with the person in charge. Mark McGivern is the chair of the group who runs Strawberry Fair. Mark's enthusiasm for the fair is infectious. I've been involved with Strawberry Fair as one of the organisers for about 10 years now. I started as a steward, then went on to be site crew, then I started writing a blog, became chair of comms, then vice chair and now chair. I'd say the biggest challenge to be chair of Strawberry Fair is to remember that you are representing the fair, that you are dealing with council, police, other agencies as the representative of the fair. Everything that you say has an impact on the fair. Every plan you put in place is about making the fair happen. It's quite a focused job and it does take up a lot of time. You've really got to know everything that's going on. Mike Wilson runs the Portland Ballroom stage. He shares how he's feeling about the fair. It's unbelievable. Three years we've had to wait to get everyone live on the stage again. We did have the virtual fair, of course, from Cambridge 105, and that was brilliant, but there's nothing like live music on a huge stage. Justine Hatfield co-runs the huge flying pig stage with Fabian Bonner. I'm really excited to be back doing Strawberry Fair. It feels like it's been a very long time <laughs> since the last one. And although there's been other Strawberry Fair stuff happening in the interim, to actually have a fair on Midsummer Common and to get the crew all back together again is going to be the best feeling. Here is Annie Bounce, Head of Production and the Kids Park. I have been involved at the fair for about eight years now. I've done lots of different things, but currently I'm heading up production. I'm on the steering group and I've been heading up the kids park area. So we've got a brand new team, lots of really creative people. And I'm currently sitting on my lawn with about 25 people making dream captures and painting signs. It's going to be really exciting. So we really want to make the kids park look really pretty this year. Here's Greg Butler, who is secretary of the Strawberry Fair steering group, as well as heading up the busker stage, which, as we've already heard, is in the Portland Ballroom. Greg is also a director of Cambridge 105 Radio. The steering group helps guide the fair to do all the things it needs to put into place before the fair begins. Sort out the funding for the fair, talk to the city council, talk to the safety advisory group, and all the bodies involved in putting on a large event in the middle of a major city like Cambridge. The other role I have is to head up the Buskers stage, which this year is combining with the Portland Ballroom. And we've got an amazing range of acts that are going to be playing at the ballroom this year. 
I've been involved in Strawberry Fair since Cambridge 105 Radio were involved in the fair in 2011 and I joined the committee a couple of years after that. It's going to be great this year. I think it's a very exciting lineup and lots of things to do. Bringing Strawberry Fair back after a three-year gap is a really exciting thing to do. It's incredibly exciting actually to get all of the crew back together, to bring all of the people planning and working on the fair and who we've been in contact with through the whole three years to get them all back and working together on bringing this and making it happen again. There's so much that people say about it and think about it as an event, but once you start working on it and you actually realise how much this group of people do, how much work they put into it, how much effort goes into it, and how much enthusiasm and creativity comes out of it, it's really quite hard not to become engaged by it. That was Mark McGiven summing up what it's like to organise the fair. Strawberries, ripe strawberries. Each year, Strawberry Fair has a theme. The theme this year is Love Our Planet. Back to Mark McGivern. To be honest, choosing the theme Love the Planet just wasn't a difficult decision. One of the biggest topics over the last few years has been about how vulnerable the planet is. All of the activism, all of the discussion, all of the focus, despite everything else that's going on in the world over the last few years, that's been an overriding theme. We've done green themes before at that. And frankly, if we're not that, then actually we're not anything. It fits in with the way that the fair has developed and the way that we've been trying to plan to come back from 2019 to take a more sustainable approach. We've started using hybrid generators rather than just diesel generators. We've got rid of single-use plastic almost entirely. In 2019, we started to move away from polystyrene trays to food traders. And we've done everything we can within the confines of the time that we have and the number of people involved in it to make it greener. In fact, we'd love more people to get involved to make it greener yet. A whopping 25 years ago, Scarecrow Corner began. Originally called the Green Space, it's now a home to environmental and social activists at the fair. So it's wonderful to hear that they're a generator-free zone with a soundscape solar stage. Organiser of the Scarecrow Corner, Tim Neat, explains. Scarecrow Corner was originally the green area of Strawberry Fair, so we've been there around 25 years. And we're a sort of coalition of various grassroots, environmental and social network groups, campaign groups. We're very close friends with people who've designed their own sound system called the Innerfield Sound System. It's uh, very much the grassroots DIY protest campaigns are there, so that we have various campaign groups, but we also have interactive stuff there as well. We're not just a stage, we have a wonderful solar-powered stage and loads of acts on it, but we've also got other stuff going on in the area as well. It changes, but it's some of the same people. There'll be body painters from Uncle Potter's Arts, I've got professional herbalists who have a herbal emporium there. We have Willow Weaving from Willow Phoenix, and that's something that this year they make puppets and all sorts of sculptures out of Willow. And this year they're working with the public to make a giant green man Everyone at the fair will be trying to be as environmentally friendly as they can. Here's Mike Wilson from the Portland stage. The whole place is going to be decorated with the Love Our Planet theme. We've recycled hundreds of flags that were going to be thrown in a skip and they're going to be put all the way around this huge marquee. Basically all our decor is going to be recycled or reused 
the Portland Arms, who have supported us for so many years, that's why it's called the Portland Ballroom, will be doing the bar, and that's going to be amazing again. They're going to have reusable glasses at the bar this year, so um, we'll have water for people to refill their bottles. There's going to be no plastic cutlery for food. We're really going for it this year. And no paper programs this year, it's all online programs. Yeah, so we're doing our bit of the pool and ballroom to, to reduce our environment as well. Having cultivated this area long before we thought the planet was in danger, Scarecrow Corner has grown in stature when it comes to helping us save and love our planet. Tim Neat is incredibly proud of what's on offer in this part of Strawberry Fair. The theme this year is Love Your Planet. We came from the environmental protest and social activist background you know we've always had a solar powered stage or something similar down there so there's no generators down there linked to that is the druid tree circle which uh, represents the wheel of the year and all the things like the summer and the winter solstice and the spring and autumn equinoxes and that's a space where we do an opening ceremony and a closing ceremony on the sunday as well so we start with an opening ceremony from a couple of local druid friends and that's also a very very nice space to just chill out meet your friends and also learn about trees and other links things to that. Over the campaign groups and the green stuff, we hope that they can get a clear idea of, and also be inspired to join grassroots community groups. Things like the solar powered stage, like the fact that we can run it on solar is a useful thing to know that all those people will know all the details of what you need to set that sort of thing up. The herbalist will be able to tell you what you can grow in your own garden, what medicinal herbs, plants you can use. You can get completely covered in wonderful body paint by ankle biters. And it's communication with groups that probably don't get much access to the public as much as they could do. A long-time favourite area of the fair is the Wigwam stage. And this year, Kimberly Rue, famous for writing Walking on Sunshine for Katrina and the Ways, will be performing on the Wigwam stage. We spoke to Duke Connor, who runs the stage, and asked him what his audience want. It's more what I want. I want them to behave. No, I don't. I just hope that, uh, that they enjoy it. I, I tend to program things, not necessarily because I personally really, really like them. I program because it's something that I think is good and it's also something I know is going to go down with well with other people. That's really basically it. Duke also told us about his great team. The Wigram is not just me and I have a wonderful team behind me. Hopefully it's going to be my last. I'm going to hand it over to some youngsters next year because I am getting a bit long in the tooth for it. Strawberry Fair is a really family focused event with lots going on, but children particularly love the kids part. It always has lots of organised entertainment for kids, as Fudge from Circus Fudge will confirm. Hello, I'm Fudge from Circus Fudge. I do a one-man comedy circus show based in the kids' park area of the fair, and I've been performing here for at least 25 years now. It's a clown-based show, but it's not white face, red nose. It's contemporary clown. Various circus skills, fire manipulation, surfing on ironing boards, disco dancing with sink plungers, and there is even a human cannon on top of the trailer. What's it like organising a large stage? Justine Hatfield from The Flying Pig and Mike Wilson from The Portland Ballroom. 
The Flying Pig stage is one of the biggest at the fair and the challenges are so very many really, but you just work through them one by one. The scale of the stage means that we have to have a team of sound guys. And so Jezo's crew are coming again to help us out with that. And they will deal with the vast problem of getting the sound good in an outside stage, which is a bit tricky. They'll also be dealing with the lighting, so we're going to have a great light show as usual. Then I suppose organising all the bands, because that's the over 40 musicians that we've got coming to play, and so making sure they're all in the right place at the right time, <laughs> and that they have with them what they need, and that they're all happy, really, so that their performance is kind of the best it can be for the, for the audience. It's the largest indoor area at the fair and we've got like a 360 square metre marquee with a capacity of a thousand. Huge stage, 40 square metres and there's a lot of stuff that has to be brought in onto the site, bolted together. Then we have to get all the performers in, all the crew in, all the bar people come in. And then of course we have the ten and a half hours of music and people thoroughly enjoy it and we have to make sure they're safe while they're doing that. At the end of it all, when everyone's gone home, we have to tidy up and put it all away again and send it back to where it came from. It's for one day, but we're there sort of for 10 days, you know. Having an incredible soundscape solar stage, Tim Neat from Scarecrow Corner highlights the mega band to appear on this special stage. We've got a lively and eclectic stage. This year we have a, a, some Dago punks uh, called Anarchist Wood and they'll be quite lively. I'd, I'd describe them as Dago punk clowns is a bit one way of <laughs> putting it across. <laughs> the bands that we've got playing on the Flying Pig stage are, apart from Romebridge Connection, they're all local grassroots bands. So they're all bands that are either played at the Flying Pig pub before it was closed or we found them from the band competition which we're also a big part of. The way the stage is going to be adorned is it, yes certainly the big pig will be back up on top it's got to have a bit of a makeover because obviously the theme for the fair this year is love the planet so each year the pig gets a makeover to bring it into the theme of the fair so I'm not sure quite what we're going to do yet but it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be back up there on top. It needs a bit of repair work. It's taken a bit of a bashing over the over the years. It's been kind of moved from place to place, so it's going to need a bit of extra paper mache to bring it up to strength. Our wonderful friends Tom Coburn and Beatrice Lostalis are the artists that are going to do the panels on either side of the stage. So we always have some lovely artwork depicting what the theme is for the fair. The environment team, curated by Ian Riles, strives to be environmentally friendly, so they hope to recycle as much as they can. It's certainly teamwork. Well, years ago, we used to have the husband and wife who used to do the litter picking after strawberry fat, and this was, we're talking decades ago. They sort of gave up because they'd be, I think they sort of became a bit too old to do it. So Cambridge Friends of the Earth, our old coordinator, took over doing it, and we used to get loads of volunteers who used to do it and it would take forever and we'd be still going around about Thursday and we thought, well, yeah, fair enough. As things have gone on, we now employ a professional team of litter pickers who go around and clear up. But I'm still in Cambridge Friends of the Earth, so that's still sort of involved with that. We now do recycling, which never really used to happen. Back in the day, we do cans, bottles, cardboard, plastics and whatever. We get, I think it was nearly enough 10,000 aluminium cans. You know those big bags you get for aggregate? We get about five or six of those full of cans. 
and we dragged them off down the scrap merchant who then looked at us like we're mad and i think the most we ever got was about 65 pounds which is you know better than nothing and they didn't go into landfill so that's been improving year on year we're, we're really quite impressed with the public because when we used to start doing about 25 years ago when i started doing it it was awful you come in on sunday and you could not see the grass and we'd like oh god you know you just want to turn around and walk away as things have gone on People have started using the bins more. We've now got big recycling bins, which people can just, whatever state we're in, throw a can at and there's a good chance it will end up in there. We get help from South Cam's District Council. They provide us with a couple of recycling skips as well. I mean, Cambridge City Council have got a very good recycling rate. I think one year we were slightly better than them. And I don't know whether we I haven't actually checked, but I think we're round about the same recycling rate. We worked it out. Don't ask me how we did it. But we're sort of on the same wavelength as the city council anyway, you know. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's good. It's all good. What is a parade? Especially the Strawberry Fair parade. Well, after two years of no parade, no actual Strawberry Fair since 2019, this year's parade will be a celebration of not only the return of the fair, but a celebration and excitement of things to expect. Nicole Page enlightens us about the preparation for the parade. We all arrive on Christ Pieces at 10am in the morning and make sure our outfits are all ready to go, uh, that our stilt walkers are all up on their stilts and safe. And uh, then we leave at 10.30. We walk all the way into town around the Market Square and then back across around the, the Common and then in across the Cattle Grid. And this time we're going to be finishing at the main stage, I believe. We go all the way through town on the day, so it kind of helps remind the public that might need a little extra nudge that the fair's happening on the day. And obviously having the samba band playing, we're pretty loud, so most people hear us coming and uh, we get quite a lot of people joining us on the day as well. Don't we all want to know what goes on behind the scenes of any event, especially the Strawberry Fair Parade? There's been an incredible amount of costumes to make and wear over the years, from ball gowns to serious face painting preparation when putting together a lush parade. Well, it depends very much on the year as to what people are doing to get themselves ready. We've had various things from uh, lacing up ball gowns and things when we were doing our um, masquerade ball year to uh, face painting and um, all sorts. We also have quite um, a large number of people that have mobility needs so um, we also spend quite a bit of time making sure that everybody's wheelchairs are tip-top condition and that anyone that needs extra support has got that um, in case they need an extra person a steward person or um, any help from the St John's ambulance people that um, walk around with us we're very lucky to have two that, that do the whole route with us. So how do you become part of the parade? What are the qualifications? Here's Nicole. To be honest, it's anybody that wants to join in with a smile. Uh, we we make the parade as big as we possibly can, and as, you know, just so long as it's a, a joyful march through the streets promoting the fair, then uh, there isn't really any restrictions. Um, one of the things that we have been making sure that we do is make it accessible. Um, as a wheelchair user myself, uh, it's quite important to me. So, and also our stilt walkers have to have a certain amount of. Um, accessible areas as well for them they have to have steady ground and somebody warning them of low branches or things they might trip on and we have some visually impaired people that come along as well that need a bit of hand so uh, yeah lots of lots of interesting prep stilt walkers are an amazing addition to any event in this parade for the fair it certainly enhances a walk we even have a professional stilt walker 
in the Strawberry Fair Committee. One of our committee members who has been working on the fair for longer than I have in fact, so quite a while now, um, he's a stilt walker himself and he's been walking the parade. It's just something you don't see every day in, in the t- centre of town in Cambridge. There's always buskers and music <laughs> and interesting stuff but you, know, you don't often get 12 foot high bride and groom <laughs> walking along <laughs> like we have had some years. It's the reactions of everyone who watched the parade that really makes a huge difference for Nicole and her team. Watching the massive variety of people that have joined in, watching everybody stopping and, you know, whatever they're doing, you know, people stops over the sandwich halfway to their mouth or leaping out of their office buildings in, in the town centre. We create a real storm and everybody kind of turns to see what's going on and to look at the costumes that we've worked so hard on. We get all sorts of different things from, from kids. I've had um, children jumping up on my lap in my wheelchair <laughs> joining in with the parade a couple of times and um, we quite often get children running up and joining in and walking with us. People kind of you know, getting involved is, is the main thing. We're not sort of something to be watched, we're more something to be joined in with. People dancing along as well. It's very hard to stand still when the samba band are going. It is all about the theme of this year's Strawberry Fair, Love Our Planet, and choosing the outfits. The team want to make a huge impact. And this year, it's all about everything sustainable and recyclable. When we're choosing a theme with the parade, we always like to narrow it down a little bit to make it a bit more visual. So we wanted to keep things to thinking about the elements, so earth, air, fire and water on the planet. So I think we're going to have some people dressed as flames and sort of the fire and we're going to have some watery kind of floaty blue outfits as well. Lots of people in green. We've got some recycled outfits, lots of people are recycling. We always source most of our things from charity shops anyway and sustainable sources from, from various places. But yeah, this year it's going to be a, definitely a big fix on uh, recycled outfits and recycling of fabric. Strawberries, ripe strawberries. So what are people looking forward to on the day? Mike Wilson from the Portland Ballroom. Now we've got a, a really good lineup, 21 acts in 10 and a half hours. Over 60 performers, I think it is actually 70. Yeah, it's um, going to be pretty good and we're so excited to be back. Mark McGivern. What I'm really looking forward to is seeing it work. Coming back after three years and actually seeing all the people that work in it, that come and volunteer, that help build it, that steward it, and all the people that come to the fair having a great time. That's the buzz. You're not throwing a party for yourself. You're throwing a party for thousands of other people. And seeing that work, that's way more of a buzz than anything else. Our thanks to everyone who took part in this programme. We've really enjoyed hearing your stories. Months of hard work and preparation, all over in a few short hours. But there's still time to join us on the Cambridge 105 radio stage, where we'd be delighted to meet you. And as we reach the end of the day, what does Mark McGiven wish for? We still have to clear it away. (laughs) So my first wish would be for people to come along on the Sunday or the Monday or the Tuesday and say, I've got some time, can I help? Then what I would really wish for is more people to get engaged in September when we start planning again. You don't have to join the committee, you don't have to come to every meeting, but come along and contribute your thoughts and ideas and your enthusiasm. Then as we move towards 2023, 
more volunteers? Oh yes. The endless list of the things that we would love to do, if only we had people to do it, is never far from my mind. Will we need more people through the year? Yes. If we can get more people involved in communications, if we can get more people involved in making us greener, if we can get more people involved in fundraising, and all different kinds of fundraising through the year, that frankly put the emphasis on fun as much as fun. If we can get more people involved behind the planning, the site crew, the building, every extra person means a slightly less hard day for every other person. That's the wish. So we ultimately so that you have so many people that everyone's contribution matters and it takes the burden off everyone. And we all work together to make this thing happen for 23 and also 2024, the 50th. That's going to be something special. <laughs> to make that real special, we need people to be involved in 23, to learn all of this and to be part of 24. That's the wish, to build and grow and keep it going. Would I love to think that in a 50 years time, someone will be sitting here talking about the 100th strawberry Oh yeah, but that can happen if people get involved and they stay involved and they infuse others and they create an atmosphere in which people want to be part of it. And then it passes from generation to generation to generation of different volunteers coming in, being what part of it they can, and then going away and other people taking their place. That's the way it works.